0: Hi everyone and welcome to Do I Still Love It? The podcast that remembers when Tipper Gore fought to put all those warning labels on CDs. I'm your host, Marshall James. And
1: I'm Laura Weiss.
0: And every week we invite a guest over to watch a movie or TV show they remember loving when they were kids to see whether or not it holds up when they're adults. And the kid who's really excited about a movie this week is actor-writer Paul Dupree. Wow.
2: Hey everyone. Hey everyone. (laughs)
0: Hello, hello, thank you for joining us. Thank
2: you for having me, super excited, you have no
0: idea. Yeah, so you uh, were emphatic about wanting to do any and all Mighty Ducks movies. And I'm like, well, let's start at the top. Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. i like, I call dibs on this whole series if you guys will let me do it.
0: And I've, Mighty
1: Ducks is one that listeners have constantly prodded us over. Wow. So we're making some people happy today. Uh, well, I feel like
0: we're really crossing off. Like we did the Sandlot. Everyone uh, was like, well, yeah. have you guys done the Sandlot? Have you done Mighty Ducks? <laughs> wow. Yeah, we yeah, I mean, can those just are top end the too. show
1: after this, I guess. <laughs>
0: We her. will, don't worry everybody, we will not be ending the show after this episode. We still gotta do D2. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of uh, the Mighty Ducks, Paul, as as uh, and briefly, what are the major plot points of the
2: Mighty Ducks? Ooh, okay, I'm gonna try to keep this as brief as possible. <laughs> so, cor- Coach Gordon Bombay, an ex-professional hockey player who, when we meet him, he's a lawyer, Gets into some trouble and has to do community service um, coaching this Pee Wee hockey team, which ends up changing his life.
0: It's a redemption story.
2: It oh, is. And this is
0: big brother to Charlie Sheen, Emilio Estevez. And I would argue the role that our generation knows
2: him for the
1: yeah. role of his millennial lifetime.
2: Yeah, probably- I might say, I'm like. If I didn't just at the Breakfast Club, didn't cross my mind right now, oh. I couldn't think of another Emilio Estevez movie and I wouldn't want to. Right.
0: Yeah. I think the thing is like, uh, because I was not much of a uh, John Hughes, mm. a brass pack, I if you will. Yeah. I wasn't much mm. of a watcher of like 16 Candles and, uh, um,
2: I still haven't seen 16 Candles,
0: uh, the
1: Molly Ringwald movies. Yeah. I
0: didn't see a lot of the M- Molly Ringwald movies. Um, so in my mind, like, Emilio Estevez is the coach for Mighty Dogs. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. a, and like, And the one Estevez in the Sheen family, when they're all Estevezes. Estevai? They're all Estevai? Yeah, because Martin Sheen, his uh, legal name is Ramon Estevez. And Charlie Sheen is Carlos Estevez.
2: What? Carlos?
0: But see, the thing is, like, Emilio and Carlos are both only a quarter uh, Latino. Like, Martin (laughs) Sheen is half Latino, half Irish, like, like Irish Catholic or something like that.
2: So this is, this is amazing.
0: Yeah, but so he's like, I don't look Latino. I shouldn't go by Ramon Estevez. I'll go by Martin Sheen. That's my <laughs> stage name. <laughs> um, so, Paul, what about the Mighty Ducks appealed to little Paul? Did, when whenabouts was the first time that you, or whenabouts were you like way into this movie for the first time?
2: So, I feel like I missed the the theater train for Mighty Ducks. So I feel like I caught it on either cable or I might have gotten the VHS. Um, so whenever, so Mighty Ducks came out, what, 92? 92. 92. So around, Mighty Ducks came out in 92. So it, I had seen it in 93. Um, I was like around three or four years old. And then after watching that, I just wanted to play hockey. Like my parents are like trying to put me in sports, and I'm in bat. They put me in basketball. I played like one game. I didn't want to do it. I come from a huge football family. Didn't want to do that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I played t-ball for one game. Got to keep the jersey, which was cool, but wasn't <laughs> I, I wasn't into it. And I'm like, guys, I need to play hockey. And it was crazy. Like so, but they figured it out. So my aunt. um, Took me to the Culver City ice rink, which is like it's closed down now. But I've not driven far from past
1: her. that place many, many times, like heartbroken that it was oh. closed
0: down. Oh. Oh. So you're a native son of Los Angeles. Yeah, born, born and born raised, raised in Los Angeles. All right,
2: that that's an important part of this story. Okay. Um, and because of Wayne Gretzky, um, being traded to the Kings in the early '90s, it was like a booming, uh, like California hockey was like such a thing. So I'm one of those first generation of California hockey kids yeah really crazy so
0: well and speaking of booming California hockey this movie is responsible for the Anaheim Mighty Ducks which were founded one year after this movie came out
2: my favorite team
0: is this really your favorite
2: team still to this day oh man we just we got put out of the playoffs uh, a couple weeks ago but it's yeah heartbreaking heartbreaking So uh, what about little
0: Laura Weiss? Uh, Tell us about your first time encountering or when you were, like, made aware of the Mighty Ducks, how it made you feel. And also, how about sports when you were a little kid?
1: (laughs) How about sports, little Laura? (laughs) Uh Okay, so Mighty Ducks came out in 92, you say. Mm -hmm. So that would have dropped me at age... 8. Mm-hmm. And that was not necessarily the best time for a sports movie to hit me because <laughs> I was uh, a little bit of a loner and was pretty annoyed by boys plus sports oh. because I had not yet found the moment in time where I was a sports
0: hero. Oh, and, when were you a sports hero? Which was hero. in
1: '93.
0: Oh, does I the went scene. from
1: no friends to a year of all the friends because wow. I found that I was a fantastic soccer goalie. Yeah. Whoa. Wow. So this. The wall. My, Laura. The wall. <laughs> the wall. Killing it. <laughs> Killing it, you guys. Like, all the boys that were really into Mighty Ducks were so into Mighty Ducks. Yeah. And, um, I had crushes on all of them, and none of them knew I was alive. (laughs) And this was after years of that. So at this point, like, I've seen the movie, but I would like to have a better memory of it. Wow. I won them all over a year later, but (laughs) yeah. Though I will say one thing. Uh I did very much appreciate that there was a um, movie about something having to do with ice skating. Mm -hmm. Because I had my, my, my favorite thing to do as a child during the winter was ice skate.
0: Wow. Yeah. Same. Whoa, and you were a big roller skater too. Yeah. So if it involved same. gliding along on your yeah. feet, Laura same. was into it. Yeah. So Skateboarding, totally.
2: rollerblading, yeah. the whole yeah. the whole shebang. I was oh, a man. Pur- you lived in Los Angeles during the rollerblading nineties. Well, I had so many rollerblades. Like <laughs> man, the I was rollerblading before I ice skated. First time I ice skated was like I was like four and I was already Whoa good to go. You just rolled of, out there. Yeah, I literally like, rolled out and woo, people were like, whoa, time. who is this little black kid skating like this? <laughs>
0: it was amazing. awesome. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, and I guess that, like, so you would have played also a lot of, like, hockey on rollerblades as well.
2: Mm, you would think so, but not so much. Like, oh. so, I don't know. Anywho, uh, so <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this properly. Like, I didn't really even like street hockey didn't even cross my mind until probably like a few years ago when I was getting back into pickup hockey and I was like, "Damn, this is expensive. <laughs> um, I should just play on the street." But since I played ice hockey, since my since the beginning of my hockey thing, we kind of looked down upon like the we. There were like roller hockey teams attached to the rinks that we were the like the ice hockey team and they were the roller hockey team and we were like, "Nah, bro." Well, I
1: understand why you look down on the roller hockey team. I was on a roller hockey team in fifth grade. And I was always annoyed that it wasn't an ice hockey team. I didn't have access to the ice hockey team. I really was like, this is dumb.
2: But looking back, I should have befriended those kids. And just kept your practice up. Yeah, wow. You guys are
1: all loving the same thing.
2: Yeah, there's no need for hate, but
0: it's like. (laughs) At least you guys aren't playing baseball. That game's dumb. (laughs) You guys should have just agreed on, yeah, hockey. It's like soccer, but with sticks and the smaller ball.
2: I just got into soccer. Like mm-hmm. hard uh-huh. um, for no reason at all. Uh, <laughs> right, I'm right. J- so I'm all soccered up right now. Oh man! Speaking of soccer, so soccer was the sport that
0: like I played as a as a kid. That and swim team mm-hmm. were like the things that I like stuck to. And uh, I was never particularly good at it. I think I only scored like once or twice in the entirety of all my teen years. But when you score, when you score on a s- kid's sports team, mm-hmm. and you're not particularly good at sports. It is about the most amazing feeling. Yeah, Yeah. you don't, it doesn't
2: get much better than that. You feel like Rudy.
0: Yeah, because you're not, like, (laughs) I don't know about you guys, but, like, I was never even in the top half. Like, I managed to play well enough that nobody was like, they're putting Marshall in. Like, I was, like, good enough that they're like, oh, Marshall's a fine fullback. You know, but, like, it's never like, oh, Marshall, he's going to. Bring us back out of this hole, you know. Like, no, we're
2: down by 20. Put Marshall in, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah.
0: I'm not a ringer, <laughs>
1: Oh, and I was until I became the, the gold, th- the, oh, yeah, the
2: wall man, yeah. And
1: then we moved, and the next town
0: didn't have soccer. What, Whoa. Mwah,
1: mwah. yeah, this mwah. is soccer, and it's this like is you had my soccer in anywhere. Sun. I had the, my moment in
0: the sun, it's the most popular sport in the world because literally all you need is a ball like object, and you can play.
2: Soccer. I'm ashamed. <laughs> I'm i just now getting into it. Like, I grew up, like, I would play around with like people in my neighborhood like my uh one of my best friends growing up his uncles were like on this like el salvadorian soccer team so they would play all the time and they would take us sometimes to play but i never like i don't know why i feel like i missed out and I'm just but like catching up. But it sounds like
1: you were dedicated to the hockey.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I was, was hockeyed yeah. up. It was yeah. traveling teams, yeah. everything. Oh, man. Yeah. It was, it was real.
0: Well, there's only so much focus, I feel. And like, seems like you were giving it all with good purpose yeah. to hockey, the sport of our episode. So won't you sit back with us, reflect on your childhood sports adventures, and watch with us 1992's The Mighty Ducks.
1: From Walt Disney Pictures, he's a hotshot attorney who's never lost. Yes! Forced to coach a hockey team that's never won. Keep
2: swinging, maybe you will give him a cold. Can't try to teach them how to win.
0: You think losing is funny? Well, not at first, but once you get the hang of it. And they'll teach him... Get off the roof, you little monkey!
2: ...that winning isn't everything. Let's have fun out there. Walt Disney
1: Pictures presents Emilio Estevez. Are
0: we ducks or what?
1: The Mighty Ducks. Rated PG, parental guidance suggested.
0: All right, and we're back. That was the Mighty Ducks and uh, that was great.
2: I'm um, wow. You just
1: really like, blew the load of the entire <laughs> Thanks,
0: guys. Yeah,
2: good night. Made
0: that's a great episode. That's
2: a short and skinny uh, of it. did I screw it up? Should
0: we start over? No, just keep talking. Okay. Uh so so yeah, so that's the Mighty Ducks and you totally you totally nailed the plot. Um, and there's so much going on in this yeah. movie. Yeah. This is one of the denser kids' movies from all the different, like, levels and themes and all the various character moments and stuff that are going on. There's a lot crammed into Mighty Very Max.
2: layered, very layered
0: film. Yeah, and the cool thing is, uh, I thought... That I think is really impressive about the movie is it manages, like *Sandlot*, to have this kind of ensemble cast of kids who, for the most part, each get at least one moment to shine mm-hmm. to like be like, "Oh, that's what this character is." Mm-hmm. And
2: uh,
1: for the most part, with the exception of Connie.
2: Oh yeah. The- yeah, Connie only had one line, and whoa! Once the <laughs> once the other girl came on, where was Connie? Did anyone else see Connie? No.
1: I only saw Connie because I think she's cute and so I would see her face. We only saw Connie because
2: she introduced herself to Bombay Uh on the in the beginning. But then we
1: only saw Connie because she was face sucking a boy.
0: Yeah. Her and Ghee. So that's an interesting thing we could jump right into. So the this is apparently a co ed hockey league, even though it appeared to be that the ducks are the only ones who have female players.
2: This is and this continues throughout this whole series. Even when they get to high school in D3 and we're jumping ahead spoiler alert <laughs> but they there are still two girls on the team and they're the only girls they play against like they they don't they don't play against any other girls they don't pl- they never play against any other well that's not true they play against uh black kid. they play against team Jamaica <laughs> in D2 but after that they they don't play against any other black kids and they don't play against any other girls
1: so all the other teams are just full of white boys yes. and this team is the like intersectional
0: yeah yeah it's sort of interesting because that that was definitely like the case in the Sandlot right and a uh, great for Sandlot fans De Nunez is back playing again <laughs> the best member of this team yes he's playing uh, Jesse Hall so yeah so there is so there is like a bit of a diversity going on here we have like Goldberg who's this giant cowardly
2: Jewish uh...
0: who's the goalie and he's the only. He appears to be the only kid afraid of getting pucks chucked at him. So I guess
1: that's kind of why I was a little bit confused as to why he was uh, denoted as the goalie. I understand he's one of the bigger kids, but it doesn't really matter what size you are. That's
2: true. With pads on, everybody's the same size of
1: it and want to jump out of its way,
2: mm-hmm. right?
0: So yeah, it seems it seemed weird like was it was he only the goalie cuz he's the fat kid and that's supposed to be like kids are mean. Right. I think so.
2: I think that might be one of the only faults in this movie.
0: <laughs> or, or you know, it might be considering like what, okay, so here's the weird part about the Ducks. They go from being what is very much like the Sandlot, just a gang of kids from around town. There didn't seem to be really any organization at all to being like a legit. They didn't people. even have uniforms.
1: Shit. They won state. They won the
0: state. So they go from being the Sandlot to state champion. Yeah.
1: In one season. In one
0: season. I mean. With an 0-9 record to start? Or no, I guess that maybe be 0-9 since the Hwag well, Club
2: was created. the really, cr- and that's crazy enough. In the grand scheme of things, this, this, the team in Mighty Ducks 1 is like, quote unquote, so good that that whole team, besides the people who weren't in the, who just weren't in the second one is the USA Olympic team.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh, gosh. How crazy is that's that? Ma- I you know now I'm remembering that they were the U- like that is that's, madness. That that's one madness. team that it's not going to be an all-star team of the best kids from all the pee
2: wee in week. the country. Yeah, they represent the whole country, <laughs> and then they add like four players to just make up the rest of the team. But the bulk of the team is a team from Mighty Ducks One. Not that they're not that great. That's so cool.
1: As a suspension of of, uh, disbelief here.
2: Yeah, I mean, I feel (laughs) like this is, um, this is like
0: the epitome of this type of movie. Like, you know, it's the underdog sports movie writ for children. Mm -hmm. And I feel like... And they take the
1: underdog sports... Theme all the way, yeah. right? No, I, yeah, going I, all literally. the way
0: <laughs> because the Mighty Ducks really are like the quintessential, like they're they're the bad news bears, but they're the bad news bears that our generation grew up with. Mm-hmm. So like they do literally come from street urchins.
2: <laughs> like, when we first meet them, they're in the trash can
0: <laughs> to pull a prank on some guy, which then leads into this fast-forwarded chase sequence, the only one of its kind in the movie. But
1: I'm gonna say okay, so the fast-forward chase sequence after they set up the poop purse trap. Ah, the old poop purse. The old poop purse. Classic. After they set up the poop purse trap, and I just want to say poop purse over again. (laughs) um, After they set up the poop purse trap...
0: (laughs) Please, everyone. It's just like they poop Poop purse trap,
1: purse trap, guys. Um, They just like press, like you could tell it was recorded normal, Mm -hmm. and then and they just just (laughs) decided for an artistic pursuit that they would just make it three times faster. And so the whole chase scene, this complete chase scene, is like three times fast forward. And there was something that was such a clever and easy like choice and i loved it mm-hmm. it just it really allowed me to kind of get into kind of the headspace of what this movie was where they're going to go all the way out but they you know that's kind of an easy choice for like a fun gag mm-hmm. um but it was done really really well and i kind of just felt like that really set me up for the tone of the movie Yeah. Real good. Like, this is a pretty straight-shooting, straightforward movie, but there's a lot of stuff going on. They sprinkled a lot of things in. And um, I felt like, yeah, that
0: was a really good kind of tone starter for kind of what you're walking into. Hmm. Yeah, because it is a weird... Like, there is quite a lot of melodrama in this movie. There are tons of lines where... (laughs) <laughs> Not only is the character saying exactly what they mean, but they're saying it with, like, telenovela intensity. Yeah. What I, are
2: you doing? My
0: job. i like, whoa. whoa. That's delivered by a 10-year-old. <laughs> a
2: 10-year-old future serial. With Denzel Washington intensity, yeah. mind you.
0: <laughs> with, some, like, backlighting so he makes faces in shadow. And
1: everything is kind of slowed down and a this little. And uh,
0: this is delivered by a kid who purposely concusses the star player of the Ducks. Wow. Who
1: was his old...
2: His old team. Layered guys, this movie is like Hamlet. (laughs) It's deep.
1: So I wanna just jump in here and talk about my favorite line of the movie. Please. Which is Does anyone know this molecule that makes up ninety-six percent of your body? Pizza? (laughs) I pretty much just wanted to walk out of the room then because you can't. That movie should, all movies should yeah. just end on that line.
0: <laughs> yeah, you. we see most of the ducks are all in the same chemistry class when their professor says the first line. And then little, little Pete, Danny Tamberelli. Little Tamarelli, Pete from Pete and Pete. Yeah, uh, Danny Tamborelli himself says pizza.
2: He answers the first Laura's... question
0: correctly, too. Oh, right. Yeah. He's like, what, what are these blue balls? And everyone chuckles,
2: uh, hydrogen?
0: hmm so we we have the so we establish the character of uh Gordon who's Emilio Estevez's character and in the beginning he is an absolute heel mm-hmm. like the worst yeah. kind of shit. Yeah. And
1: it's interesting like I thought about it as the as the film went on and I was like they set him up where there's no way he couldn't have a character arc. He could just turn out to be a kind of shitty guy at the end, and it would be like, oh, the redemption story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because they they started him out as like the epitome of like rich white boy, like made made bad. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Like the worst version thereof.
0: Mm-hmm. There's a part when he meets the ducks. So he he get. Oh, so we see him go. We see him win a case drill into the prosecuting attorney like how bad he like screwed him over and then proceed to get drunk and and have to go up against that same district attorney mm-hmm. and get his like shit can. So now he has to be the coach of the Ducks. And when he meets the Ducks, he asks his driver to drive out onto the ice to intimidate them. Mm-hmm. Now I'm gonna actually jump in here and say, uh,
1: the audience at home is asking dot, 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 his driver Why would he have a driver? Let me tell you why he has a driver. Yeah, very important, very important. Because the owner, the partner of his law firm is like, you got a DUI, I don't want my law firm's name to be a part of this, so I cut a deal for you and that also means that you get a leave of absence. But I'm gonna give you salary (laughs) and a driver. Cut to he's in a limo.
0: Oh, that's I forgot that that's the reason the driver sticks around the whole time. Oh my
1: god, he's it's a hired man by his law firm. Yeah, Yeah. like oh my god, he's gonna learn so much about like (laughs) taking care of himself and. You know, oh man, now I'm
0: gonna have to walk back my feelings on this movie. I completely <laughs>
2: forgot. Yeah, that's that's definitely huge white privilege.
1: That one got that one got under my skin and it took me a while.
2: Wow, I didn't even think about that.
1: Yeah, that one got under my skin real fast because I was like, Of course, of course he can turn this around because he's like, Oh, I've got everything set up for me. I don't have a job anymore, but I'm getting paid, so you know, wow. I don't have to worry, so I can just give all of my time to these kids, which is a, a
0: you know, like a beautiful gift a, that a, I'm going, a, going to Feel ungrateful about yeah wow. at least in the
1: beginning and yeah. then and then he comes to and he really starts to find himself in it and then he can turn around and just be like oh hey all the rich people I know let's put fifteen thousand dollars into this
0: thing <laughs> oh yeah yeah and
1: and I was like well at least he's starting to use at least starting to use the privilege for good as the time is going on right but it really started where I was just like oh this is
0: gonna be hard for me to find a way to like this guy hmm.
1: but it, oh it and was, so
0: yeah and yeah. so when he meets our star player Charlie's bomb I said. Oh God! I don't want them to. Th- 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 I do not want there to be wow. a romance plot, and I was disappointed.
2: Wow! <laughs> I didn't even think about any of that. Well, like- because I, I, <laughs> my. My perception of Gordon Bombay, mind you, I, this is my least favorite of the three, but it's still amazing. Oh. But my image of Gordon Bombay will always be the last image of the third one, which we'll get to when we get to oh, it. Right. And it's very beautiful and poetic. So, what
0: you're saying is, we're not done with Gordon's
2: art. Oh, absolutely not. Oh. Absolutely. I'm so
1: excited. Not. <laughs> because no, no, no. I got to say, like, I was surprised in the way, like, the writing was very good to get me to. Uh, get on his team as time went on because they set, they, they set him up in a way where I was just like, I don't think I am ever gonna be able to like you. Mm-hmm. You are a shit, and you are just like <laughs> a shit.
2: A shit. You're just rolling in. You're just
1: rolling in in the shittiest way possible. I don't know how. I don't know how you can redeem yourself to right. me, and he totally did. He did so it. now I'm very excited it's, to see him it redeem to, some more.
2: It gets yeah. great. It gets even better. Believe it or not.
0: Wow. So, yeah, I think it's like it's a the. I feel like the scene that when they when they first meet there is like
1: on the ice by the limo. on the ice by the limo. The he
0: gets out of he gets out of his limo. And uh Jesse Nunez from uh Sandlot, mm-hmm. uh, he like is immediately obviously our leader. And he like talks some like mean smack to he Gordon. He tells him
2: not to sell him drugs.
0: Yeah, like we don't like this is a <laughs> drug free zone, Holmes. Like yeah. he,
2: like and like
0: then gordon reaches inside his jacket and the kids
2: back up that lets you know that where that like what is going on in minnesota at this time <laughs> right, like
0: this is a because they think that he's legitimately a drug kingpin about to shoot them yeah uh but yeah they so they quickly like prove themselves to be like the worst possible thing you could call it, still call a team and uh of course over the course of the movie they will suddenly become really great because yeah. they learn to believe in themselves mm-hmm. that's all and it they takes. learn
1: how to play hockey
2: that too <laughs> which they should have kn- knew how to play before <laughs> yeah not over it's it's ah uh, the magic of this is why the ducks are so great they become the best team ever over the course of half a season
0: <laughs> it's what, impressive yeah and that's sort of the thing and okay so there's a couple like wild moments in this movie that i had to mark down and in their in their first game the ducks the first game under gordon they have to go up against gordon's former team the hawks mm-hmm. so now as you mentioned when gordon was young he was a peewee hockey team uh hockey star and missed a key goal in the like finals yeah and it he still suffers from ptsd moments yes. throughout this movie over the trauma of that.
1: And I want to say, like, I want to point out something that I think is a really great theme of this film, as you bring up his PTSD memories of his, not just of that moment, but of the coach, who mm. then we get to meet in the present. And it, the the uh, all or nothing mentality that is constantly reiterated in his memory of we win, if we don't win, why did we even try? Yeah. Gnarly. Like, I can understand how that's a traumatic thing that continues to play through your head. And I love the fact that, that they um, that they chose to really dig into that mindset and then uh, allow a space where in the present he makes a different choice. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and, Because it's like, yeah.
0: it's, it's really intense. He tells him like, so we, we established it. He's like, I'm sorry that your father had to die, Gordon. Yeah, wow. <laughs> so Gordon's dad died <laughs> right before this game. He's like, I'm sorry your dad had to die, Gordon.
1: Eight-year-old boy. <laughs> and he's
0: like, but look, this game, this this point matters the most. So if you fail, you won't be just letting yourself down or letting your team down. You're letting your dad's spirit down, yeah. too. And I'm like, Jesus Yes, And
1: then the kid doesn't make the goal.
0: And he finds his light. <laughs> yeah. So there's a moment when the kid misses the goal. He falls to his knees and perfectly slides into this one spotlight on the ice. And I was like, damn, that kid was good at hitting his mark. Yeah, that's why they got him. <laughs> so they go up against the Hawks in this very first game, and they... They go to uh, whatever the part where the start of the game, where they drop the puck, face off, the face off, mm-hmm. uh, and three of the team of the members of the Ducks come up, and it's the two yeah. Hall brothers, Jesse and his uh. and his brother, who are both black, flanking Charlie in the middle, who's white, mm-hmm. and the opposing Hawks like front front uh, player mm-hmm. goes, what is this, the Oreo lineup? And I was like,
2: whoa. Mind you, this now watching this tonight, this line, it, this is the first time I've heard this line, <laughs> yeah. mind you. And I've seen this movie countless times. But wow. that uh, Wow. <laughs> yeah. Because I thought it was like, I thought th- in this world, it was like, Scott's free. Just like right. you have girls and black kids playing together. I didn't even think anyone would point that out. But right. they you have to but the fact it i wow that blew my mind i didn't i did not recognize so, that before
1: so did that kind of change or did that kind of like make you question um if there was like other stuff that you might have missed from from these movies or was it just like this one little bit
2: kind of yeah because that's such a that's such a that man that jumped out yeah <laughs> and the weird part is
0: it is a moment of racism in an otherwise like you said, like a movie where the Halls race is never brought up. No. You know, like, they're the they, best. in they're... fact, they're the only other kids on the team with visible parents. Yeah. Their dad, who shows up and has a couple lines, but... Who has one of the
1: best realist lines <laughs> in <right>? movie. <laughs> at,
0: at one point, Gordon is trying to convince the team to cheat and fake injuries so that they can try and limp in a win. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> uh, and the... The kids of course hate this strategy and they sort of like quit out on him. And the uh, Hall's br- uh, father comes in he's like, did I give up my overtime pay to watch my kids fall?
2: Yeah. And it's like, what a What a line. Like, it's like, like, yeah. Cause hockey's expensive.
0: Yeah, dude, <laughs> like <laughs> you with your like privilege and your driver are coming down here wasting my kids wow. and my time and energy. Wow. Like, and
1: I don't get that money like right, this and is something I give to my, my kids, kids and you were
0: <laughs> shitting all over
2: it. Wow. It was
1: like such a real, like the second he said that I was like, that is some insightful writing yeah. that I did not expect in a 90s kids movie. Yeah.
2: So speaking of the writing, a little side note, the writers of the movie, if I'm not mistaken, lived across the street from the Culver City ice rink.
1: Oh. Right?
2: And the character Hans, who is uh, Gordon Bombay's mentor, mm-hmm. Um, is based off of a care off of this guy named Hans who worked worked in the pro shop like he would like sharpen the skates oh, and wow. shit so we would go in like ap- whenever we needed to go into the pro shop and kinda just stare at him cause we didn't know if that was actually him cause he had same name dude looks just like him he's like this old German dude oh like they like that
0: maybe that that guy's not an actor but they like asked yeah, him to are like play we this.
2: wanted to ask him are you Hans oh, but wow. we never I don't know if we ever did cause we were kinda scared because he was, I like, an intense, that. like, German. He was very nice, <laughs> but he's just old dude just sharpening skates all the time. Like, yeah, that was gnarly.
1: Yeah. Oh, man, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I love that you skated at the rink. That, that
0: inspired, inspired the movie. Us. That then inspired
2: you. A, yeah. It's all, isn't that crazy?
0: Yeah. So, and you you said something while we were watching the movie that I thought was great. Um, Because we were talking about the Hall brothers, and
2: you were saying if you might oh so Jesse Hall wears number nine um I wore number nine my whole hockey career did not even make this connection until tonight the reason I wore number nine is because my favorite player who played for the Ducks Paul Correa wore number nine and I remember the day we got to choose our numbers and stuff and it's like we write down our numbers like on a piece of paper and so many players wrote down 9 but i i feel like because i was the only black kid uh-huh. my coach was like all right you get to get number 9 oh, cuz i right. like i wasn't the best player on the team and i was fairly new to the team too and that's a nut, that's a, another story just that experience but um i feel like they just gave me number 9 just because which is great cuz that's all I, that's all <laughs> i wanted so thank you
0: yeah yeah that's like a a cool thing about uh, about this movie because of that sort of like uh multiculturalness is like this is like a game where like the best player on the team before these special players are brought in mm-hmm. is jesse like the black kid
2: yeah the representation in this film is through the freaking roof like if jesse and his brother weren't in this film and also possibly if keenan thompson wasn't in d2 I probably wouldn't have played hockey. Like I just, cause I, I didn't play, I've never played with another like black kid until I was like 18. So my whole hockey career, I'm the only black kid. And the only reference that I have, even when like kids are picking on me or whatever, I had to convince my mom that the Ducks were a real team in order for her (laughs) to like, in order for her to like let me play hockey she thought it was just a movie, and I'm like, no, bro, th- it's real. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, if it wasn't for them and that representation, I probably wouldn't have played hockey. Just that's, seeing myself on screen that's is, really was crazy. Cool. Mm-hmm. That is so
1: cool. You know, like we talk about because we we cover so many of the you know the kids movies of the eighties and nineties, yeah, which is like a very specific. There was like a very specific view that of, of how to do representation mm. in these kids movies, where it was just like, well. Let's just, you know, cast cast the girl and cast the the, yeah. the white kid and the black kid and just like it was yeah you know, and just mix up the pot.
2: Yeah, everybody has some someone to to connect with uh, in this film, which is no, it's
1: really good and it's really cool to hear your story about that of like knowing what the representation necessarily means. I Even like the
2: like making that decision to play hockey cuz I li- I'm from like I'm from South Central LA like West LA. So just going that's two di- those are two different worlds. Right. Even even though Culver City is was the ice rink was like 20 minutes away from where I grew up. That's still a completely different world. So I'm the only kid probably in my elementary school that gets to go and experience these other cultures. I'm I was going the bar mitzvahs and all <laughs> sorts of crazy shit. Like what is <laughs> it's like the the unconsciousness of like of uh, the importance of that representation. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like I see black kids, so I'm like, oh okay I could play hockey. Yeah. Not and then I have everyone else telling me that it's like a white kid thing, but I'm like, bro, Kenan Thompson invented the knuckle puck. You, <laughs> you're gonna have to come with a better <laughs> argument than that, buddy.
1: I love it, I love it.
0: So we, speaking of other characters, we we introduced the two special characters, special team additions mm-hmm. to the Mighty Ducks. One is Reed. Reed Fulton. Who is a gigantic <laughs> child. A man. A, a, yeah, which begs the question: Is there Pee Wee is based on age, not grade, right? Pee Wee is based on age. So surely he had aged out. <sighs> he could have <laughs> no, just. No, I been, don't
1: think so. I mean, maybe
2: he, like, he could have just been a huge yeah. testosterone, yeah, yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah. Just a I mean, big, like a big old kid.
1: Like uh, Marshall, you you recently worked on um, Coach Snoop.
0: Oh, that's true. Okay, yeah. So I I worked on the show Coach Snoop, and you know, like Snoop Dogg mm-hmm. runs a whole Pee Wee football yeah. league. And so they're ages, uh, like, 11 to 13. And on uh, the members of the team that he was, like, coaching, every single one of them, to a man, were larger than me. Mm-hmm. They were all taller than me and heavier than me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, they're 13. What are they feeding these kids? <laughs> yeah,
2: they you know what they're feeding them. It's. They also say he was playing, that, like, the, the reason he wasn't playing hockey, and he obviously wanted to because he lingered around, but he was playing football, and the coaches, um, they, they said they were, like, making up myths and stuff. Like, he was already recruited by a college, and the coaches were pay, paying him to make sure he didn't play hockey. Or the coaches, like, whatever sport he was playing at the time, the coaches were making sure he stayed away from hockey.
0: Oh, so those were I mean, myths. Those okay. were, yeah, oh. like, yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. And so the truth. So the truth of the matter is, th- the only reason he didn't play is because he couldn't skate. Yeah, yeah. and I really and was too that, embarrassed to mm-hmm. practice. To skate. I thought
1: that the story, the 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 little moment when, uh, when Coach Bombay approaches him and he's like, "Hey, you just broke my window. Why aren't you on my team?" And he's like, "Cause I'm not. I don't want. I, I'm, I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't skate." And it was like this. This, like, really interestingly vulnerable moment with, like, this massive boy. Yeah, yeah. And you forget the kid is a, he's a kid. Mm -hmm. Right. And it was, like, this really sweet moment where I was like, yeah, teach him
0: how to (laughs) skate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, but then he decides to teach him how to skate in the most preposterous, moment of the entire movie. I think movie. that
1: quote unquote teach him how, that should be in quotes. Teach him how to skate is not really what yeah, happened. Yeah, he didn't teach
0: him how to skate. Right. He so kind of just let him loose. Instead of teaching him how to skate, Gordon, now this is Emilio Estevez, an adult in charge of these kids, puts them all in rollerblades and has them rollerblade at full speed through a shopping mall. They were going through a <laughs> mall, they were bashing into people. At one point, Reed knocks a lady, a a middle-aged lady full into a fountain, soaking like, her hair and shirts and stuff yeah, all the like way right through. <laughs> yeah, like,
1: full submersion. <laughs> yeah, bags and all.
0: Baptism. Like, <laughs> <laughs> her fancy... And she had, like, a do. She had, like, a Yeah, thing that got
2: just that soaked. That lady's
0: day was ruined. Yeah. <laughs> like, her week was ruined. Yeah. That
2: hairdo seemed like it cost money. I was surprised, like... The next scene wasn't a cut to of a Bombay in court again, just adding on <laughs> some more community service
0: hours or okay, something. That would have made total sense. Like why he has to p- finish out the season, but at this point he's like, thanks, Judge. Like yeah. that would have been even a funny, yeah, yeah. quack, no, quack,
2: but, Mr. Judge.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I guess like I wasn't too surprised by that choice as as a. I mean, like he had just gotten off of the weird decision of deciding, oh, hey, the best decision is to teach the kids how to cheat.
2: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's unorthodox.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's not necessarily a by-the-book coach. No. (laughs) Right. Uh,
0: So, one other big theme of this movie is the relationship with Charlie, the star... (laughs) Well, he's not even the star, he's just a kid on the team. Uh, And with a name like Charlie, he looks like any aw shucks, gosh darn (laughs) good-hearted kid. And this is a good-hearted kid with extreme daddy issues. His father
1: extreme lack of daddy
0: issues. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like as in, oh, God, I need a dad. I need a dad so bad. Yeah, he's he is... really
2: pulling for his mom. Uh,
0: yeah, he is trying to wingman for his mom on the coach from like the moment he steps onto the ice and, and threatens. It those doesn't
1: kids. stop. Yeah. Until and... the end.
0: Yeah. Uh, and so Charlie's mom is played by an actress that we are all befuddled as to why she didn't go on to have an illustrious career. She looks like the sweet mom that could have played a sweet mom in mm-hmm. everything. Yes, mm-hmm.
2: so good. Uh,
0: and I still the still the whole time he's trying to get like coach and the mom together. I'm like, no, coach. I'm still not convinced.
2: Coach is not a scumbag. Yeah, not yet. It's just yeah, not yet. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean like. Weirdly enough, by the time that she actually gave him a chance, I was won over, which I don't know how.
0: Like, good writing, I guess. Good pacing. This is the befuddlement
1: of this entire movie for me, like, looking back on the last two hours of my life, (laughs) is how did the writers get me on board with him even halfway through? I was on board with him halfway through. And, like... He would still make weird, kind of sketchy decisions. And I still got one over. It's very good writing.
0: Yeah. And one of his sketchy decisions is to poach another player from the Hawks with a technicality. So the Hawks have a star player, Banks, who uh, to like... Partially spite his old coach and because he still doesn't have any faith in his own team, (laughs) Emilio Estevez poaches their star player because he technically lives in the Mighty Ducks district now that the Ducks are a real team. Mm -hmm. And they have a very dramatic moment about, like, the importance of, like, you know, standing up for these kids and I'm doing what's right for these kids and he's sounding really ignoble over the fact that he's like, I'm stealing this player from you for these kids, because they, they can't win without him. Yeah,
2: there was no reason for that at all. Not <laughs> I, at all.
1: I mean, and then let's talk about that there was no reason. That was, that was the moment where his boss decided to fire him over mm-hmm. the kid, because the boss rolls in and he's just like, oh, hey, I'm friends. With the dad of the kid, and so me and the dad and the coach of the Hawks, we've all come to a conclusion that you need to back off, uh, Bombay, <laughs> and um, you need to just fly right and do what we're gonna do because we've we've basically paid off the pee wee uh, the, the pee wee hockey team the pee hockey I'm lake. afraid
0: I can't do that, Ducksworth. <laughs> and then Ducksworth says, "You wanna." Lose your job over some kids and a game? I don't know, sir.
2: Do you want to fire me over some kids and a game?
0: Back up your desk.
2: <laughs> yes, sir, Mr. Ducksworth. Quack, 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 Mr. Ducksworth. <laughs> he, he, uh, and then wow. just he
0: mocks him. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I remember watching this when I was a kid and
0: thinking, ooh, is that what adults do when they, like, fight? But Because I've never <laughs> seen adults fight when I watched this I was like, is that what they do? Do they just... It's bizarre
1: that, that you had yeah. never seen adults fight at age nine. I mean not really.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they just they just quack at each other.
1: Yeah, that's how it worked. Um, no, like, how <sighs> this is this is one issue I had with the plot. How does the the owner of this company be like, oh, you got a DUI. Yeah, I'll just like give you a full salary and a driver and you just like go off and find yourself, which is basically what he said. Yeah. yeah. And then he's like, oh, you're not going to give my friend his Special treatment t- to do
0: what he wants on this team? You're fired. This guy like, who's a 31 and 0. Yeah. 31 and 0 lawyer. I, I don't know anything about what professional lawyering is like, but I am sure 31 cases not lost (laughs) has to be significant. Yeah, that must be pretty good. And
1: it's not really worth, I mean, like, the question is valid. Are you really going to let me go over a
0: kid in a game?
1: You know, it's a valid question.
0: Well, and it's funny because, like, we in the audience understand that what he's saying is, uh, (laughs) because he's literally like, you're going to do something noble, like lose your job over these kids. He's like, you're going to do something villainous, fire me over these kids. Balls He's like, you better believe I'm the villain. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. So weird. So um, he basically says, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pull out uh, my like grievance against the fact that this kid is, uh, s- you know, secretly on the wrong team, uh, and the kid Banks shows up hmm And joins the Ducks.
0: Yeah. But the Ducks are not, like, down with this. No. And, so and they never
1: the really co- become down with it until he's, like, maimed.
0: Until he's concussed and out of the game anyway. Uh, and it's funny because, like, Emilio Estevez is like, all right, I got to tell these kids to, to stick with Banks. He's a member of our team now. So he walks in and he says, listen up, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and then, Connie's, or no, the other girl says... <laughs> So he walks the in figure and says, yeah. figure skater. So he walks in and says, uh, listen up, guys. People. Yes, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and we're all like,
1: yeah.
2: Representation. And I
1: liked that. I liked she she was a cool character. They didn't give her too much to do, but I felt like the little bit that they did give her was mm-hmm. pretty was pretty meaty because she like she rolls in and she's like this. You know this blonde, pretty, probably popular girl who's like very, very good at figure skating. And then when they get her, then not only does she say yes to being on the hockey team, <laughs> then she's like into it and she's standing up, being like, "I'm not gonna be called a boy, uh-huh. people." Oh, yeah, like that's all we get from her. But that's like a pretty good, like for a minor character. Like, I love the fact that that was a minor character in right. this movie. It's
0: like, she literally gets three bites of the apple and gets it every yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot for 92. Yeah. yeah,
1: and then she gets her sweet moment in the sun where she does a huge twirl with a hockey stick and everyone on in the game is like, hey, what's happening? Why is this person doing that? And then they just ease the puck over to her while she's, like, deflecting everyone's attention and she just spins gracefully out of the spin and just makes a goal. Yeah. It was
0: great. Which, this brings up something that, uh, Paul, you, uh, you were doing constantly, and I thought was hilarious at the movie, is every, this movie is filled with a lot of hockey action. I feel like yeah. it's got a lot of hockey going on in it. Yeah. But pretty much every time they got to hockey action, Paul go, see, that's illegal. Yeah. That will be illegal in B-We play. So,
2: one, like, peewee hockey has never been this interesting (laughs) like i yeah it was this is these are the most lit peewee hockey games of all time and peewee hockey is very it's just it's literally eight-year-olds just skating around and if they score wow that's great but it's like it's so kind of just unorganized in a way but at the level that the Ducks are playing, you're not allowed to check people. You're not allowed to hit people. That's not allowed. And Marshall pointed this out. There's only one penalty called in this whole... Well, there's two. Two penalty called, called in the whole movie, and they all come from... Both of them come from the last game.
0: Right. It's the ways the two special characters, Banks and Reed, yes. are taken out of the wow. Final game. Wow, wow which uh Laura made so yeah. so Banks so you know Banks is our just star all around good player Reed is a great shot but a bad skate and Laura, and because Banks gets concussed and <laughs> Reed gets in a fight uh
1: suddenly we get to the climax of the movie and they've spent all this time bringing these two, like, seemingly important team members onto the team. And then they're just both not there for the end of this game. And,
0: and then I would realize, oh, well, it's to show the Ducks mm-hmm. that they were a good enough team all along. That's great writing. That even with the special teams, team members, they didn't need them. To win the game, mm-hmm. and spoiler at, alert, guys, they, they win won the, the game. game. They won the hell out of that game <laughs> on a penalty shot. Wow, that they didn't need to be given. Like there was no way Char- Charlie's a bad shot. He Charlie's was not going to make shot. that. He was not going to make that shot. But he gets penalized when he's making a run at the goal right at the end. He gets a penalty shot. It's exactly like what the coach went through.
2: Charlie Conway is a mediocre player on this team
0: he never gets better he
2: never gets better magically he does as the series goes on but he is so me jesse hall i can't stress this enough jesse hall is the best player on the team far and away far and away him and banks uh but charlie takes the last shot and that's that's like full redemption for Go- for Bombay, just giving that we talked about that, but giving them that pep talk, and it's like the, it's how the movie opens with, yeah, what a oh, beautiful moment. Yeah, yeah,
0: so just to mirror the beginning of the movie, uh, Char- Charlie, they, they said they could pick anybody on the ice to make the penalty shot, So, but he lets Charlie make the shot, uh, even though Charlie's a terrible shot, and everybody in the team protests, <laughs> which I thought, <laughs> way to not back up your teammate, guys. But then Emilio Estevez gives him, like you said, the inverse of that horrible, traumatizing thing where he's just like, hey, I believe in you. Mm -hmm. This is just for fun. Try your hardest. We're doing, we had a great time anyway. Yeah. Which is like kind of what I feel like all good coaches try to tell kids that, guys, this really doesn't matter. Just try to have fun and Mm -hmm. don't hurt each other. Yeah. Uh and so, it, but it's great. And then Charlie makes the uh, the score. Even though I was sort of hoping that he would miss it, mm-hmm. and that the team would still be like, "Hey, we made it this far."
2: It yeah, you go and you go into overtime. It's all good. Yeah, isn't? go
0: into overtime and let one of the girls like score the final point, and then it's like,
2: yeah, yeah, that would have been great too. Rah rah. Mm-hmm.
0: Now that you've now that you've seen it again, um, and. Would you say that this like I guess you would would you say that if you had any children that you would show this movie to them?
2: This might be the first movie I show my kids. <laughs> <laughs> no lot. this is Star Wars. yeah, like, yeah, yeah, the go-to's like my kids are for sure gonna start ice skating around the time I like when the, by the time they're three, they're gonna be on ice three or four years old. um so to answer your question, app, you better believe it, buddy.
0: Yeah, Laura.
1: I love, this was great. Like, I would totally show this to a kid. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I wasn't necessarily the most sporty young child, but the thing I really liked about this movie is I could see myself inside these characters who were like, oh, yeah, we just lose a lot but we're in this together. And then they all got better together. And like, I wish I had had that kind of like group support of we're not perfect and we can get better. Mm. And it's not a it's not the end of the world if one of us fucks up. Um, and I think that, I think the messaging, like n- that message plus uh, like five other messages, like there's <laughs> a lot of great messaging in this movie that, I mean, you take what you need from it, but there's a lot, it's a very, it's a lot there.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think the the yeah the go cool thing all around is that I feel like from like a little kid standpoint, there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting little kid actors in this, and n- not a one of them is is a weak character actor. Yeah, great casting. It's a really I feel great like
1: casting. all of the kids were better actors than Emilio Estevez.
0: Yeah, he was a, yeah. he was a little too a little soap stiff. opera. He's, he's he's a little, a little soap stiff, opera, yeah. mm-hmm. and. uh and yeah, so this was like another one, like the Sandlot. Like that's where compliments of the Sandlot. Like again, was a great little ensemble cast of kids, where because they weren't,
2: oh no, question, yeah, would, I, I don't, they're a year apart, mm-hmm. but did the diversity did the diversity of Mighty Ducks influence the Sandlot?
0: I'm sure it did. You know, I, and I mean, yeah,
1: I mean, uh, well, hold up. Can someone remind me, are they, is Sandlot also Disney? Yes. yes. I wouldn't be surprised if this, if these were developed in the same, uh,
2: that, that little corner of that's Disney. How did, Cause Din- they Din- also is. did little
0: giants too, mm-hmm. I think.
2: Yeah. Oh, Ooh, Disney. With, yeah. Ooh, I think Disney, Disney was damn. like,
0: guys, we can do bad news bears. <laughs> for every sport. And then when they, you know, we have a good character actor like the one who plays Nunez. I feel we should look up his name. Yeah, I feel like Uh, I
2: should know his name. I'm going to look it up right
0: now. uh, But the actor who plays both Nunez in Sandlot and he plays uh, Jesse Hall in this one, he's just a great great kid actor. And he's like... He's got a build where you're like, yeah, I believe this is a kid athlete. And so he's, like, great to play this sort of, like, smart mouth kid athlete. And so it's great that he's in this. Like, I hope he's in Little Giants when we watch Little Giants. Yeah, like, I, hope I was gonna he's in, say. I hope he's in every single <laughs> kid sports movie and we get to time and again, like, watch him crush another sport.
2: <laughs> Brandon Quentin Adams is the name of Jesse Hall, also Nunez.
0: Yeah, so Brandon Quentin Adams... Uh, well, great. I guess that comes down to our title question, do I still love it? I think everybody's kind of roundly still loves it. I could have
2: answered that at the, at the beginning. <laughs> no, this you is a great it. movie.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, Mighty Ducks turns out to be the movie that's just as cool and filled with fun stuff as... There's a reason why it did so well. It made $50 million. Wow. Wow. Uh, so and they, then made another fifty-four million in home video rentals alone, wow. and that's just for number one. Just for number one, wow! Rentals through like Blockbuster and Broadway Video, fifty million and dollars. And Disney in used
2: that money to buy an actual hockey team.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and like things like the Quack Chant and the Flying V were made up by some writer. <laughs> yeah, and, and became a thing. It's so funny.
2: Ingenious. Yeah.
0: Well, I'd really like to thank our guest, Paul Dupree.
2: Thank you Paul, for having me.
0: Thank you so much for being on. Where uh, can people find you on the internet? Should you wish to be found?
2: Um, uh, you can find me on Instagram at Paul Dupree. You can find me on Twitter at High Five Paul Dupree. H uh, I number five Paul Dupree. Um, shooting a couple things over the summer. Uh, I they don't have titles yet, but. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, I'm well, around. Internet, just, yeah, I'm around.
0: Well, when they come out, we'll make sure to uh, put a note up on the website, uh, uh. and also make sure uh, we'll put a blast out on all of our social media. So follow us at Do I Still Love It on the gram and the Twitter and the Facebook and the at gmail.com. And also please go to iTunes and uh, Google Play Store, rate and review us, and share the show with a friend, a fellow nostalgic friend. <laughs> uh, so for Do I Still Love It? I'm Marshall James.
1: And I'm Laura Ruiz.
0: And I'm Paul Dupree. Saying Quack,
1: quack,
2: quack, quack, quack,
1: quack, 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 quack,
2: quack, quack. Yes! Greatest movies of all time. This is the
0: happy kid.